0: Hello and welcome back to Caroline Trying Her Best, a podcast that explores everything from Roman medicine to digital dating. I would like to start off this episode today by telling you a story very near and dear to my heart, how my grandparents met. Now this is your classic young love story. You see, they went to the same grade school, went to Marquette and Divine Savior for high school, and finished off at Marquette University together. And after all this time being so close to each other, They finally met during my grandma's junior year of college and got married the following year. They went on to share a happy life with six kids and a dog and are still seeing their family grow within all of their grandchildren. This story has largely impacted my view on dating and relationships, but many things have changed since my grandparents were in college. So, I would like to explore how the digital age has impacted dating and what that means for classic love stories in our generation. From a young age, I've always been promised a sweeping me off my feet kind of love. The dating experiences where you go out and adventure life together. As I've gotten older, I've come to the realization that that type of love I will most likely experience will have nothing to do with chance and everything to do with someone's appearance, ability to text and a dating site. According to Pew Research study, three in 10 Americans admit to using a dating app at one point in their lives and this does not account for the ones who did not want to say. Growing up in a digital age, it makes sense that dating has changed along with the times, but I wanted to ask two people from two different generations how they feel about the shift in culture around dating. Hi, Miss Gillespie. Hello. Hi, Ellie. Hello there. I just wanted to start this off by asking both of you what is your idea of a perfect date?
1: Well, interestingly enough, as someone who has been married uh, for 40 years, I still like to date. Um, I think it's important. I'm dating my husband now, but it is, it's still a date. So what I most enjoy, um, I have to say, the times that he's taken responsibility for it, and I don't even know what it's going to be. So it could even be on a Friday where I'll be getting home after school, and then he'll say, you need to be dressed and we're gonna be getting in the car at six o'clock. And it could very well be that he's just taking me to dinner someplace that I really enjoy. Maybe Mr. B's, for example. Sometimes um, back in the day before Corona, top of the Fister, we would just go up there and have a drink or something.
0: Thank you. Ellie, what is your response? I don't know if
2: there's like one perfect date, but I think that, um, both people need to do something that they both enjoy and that they feel comfortable doing so maybe like getting dinner and doing like a fun activity afterward or going to the movies just where people can be both comfortable and have fun so it doesn't become awkward and also so that people can get to know each other and build a relationship or connection off that first first date or even a later date in the future
0: the next question I have for both of you is, how do you think most young people find their relationships today? And how do you think people used to find these relationships?
1: You know, I was thinking about my own sons. Two of them are married and, um, and uh, Drew, uh, there's a fiance. And I guess they still met the old fashioned way. Luke uh, was actually working uh, with Laura and that's where they met and then uh, Noel met Sherry at a party. So I do think of that as kind of like the old fashioned way where you're literally just kind of like meeting someone at school or at work or at church or whatever it might be. Um, Strike up a conversation and it kind of goes from there. I do know that today, um, I am not all that familiar with dating apps But I do know that for most young people now, and I think even people into their 30s and perhaps even their 40s who are not married, that is the way people are meeting each other.
2: I think social media plays a huge role in how people meet each other, um, just because it's an easy way to, you can just follow someone right away without actually getting to know them first. While like a while ago, people, when they would uh, get into a relationship, they would have to me physically and that's I think how uh, people formed relationships in the past um, and that still does occur today like certain friend groups or friends will introduce you to other people but I think the most common way would be through social media
0: I have one final separate question for both of you Ellie will start with you is there any additional pressure that social media adds to dating today
2: Um, Yeah, I do think that there are pressures. Um, I think actually social media puts pressures on a lot of aspects of life, but for sure dating because um, when people are posting pictures um, with like their significant others, I think that other people who are single feel pressure um, that they don't have a significant other or partner or that they don't maybe don't want one and that they feel like they should because a lot of people on social media do.
0: Thank you, Ellie. And now, Ms. Gillespie, for your final question. What advice would you give to young people dating today within the digital age?
1: First of all, I would just, in terms of dating, um, I think really in your teens and probably uh, at college as well, is the best time of your life to get to know a variety of people. So the idea of creating a more exclusive relationship with somebody is not an idea that I'm very fond of. I think that those years give you the opportunity to really kind of say there's a lot of good people out there and there's a lot of good people that I want to get to know. Once you're at the age where you're thinking, okay, I want to pursue something more seriously because um, maybe I am thinking about getting married. And if it doesn't appear to be that you're going to be just kind of like meeting this person at work or at church or at school or wherever you're at at that time. Um, I don't have a problem with dating apps or dating sites per se. Except for the way in which sometimes I think it can objectify someone where you're just looking really at how they look and maybe how they answered a few questions and what you're coming to know about them is very superficial. And I just wonder how sustainable that is. So you meet one person and it turns out they're not what you expected. You meet another person. It's not what it turns out. It's not what you expected. You don't have the opportunity just to see them and spend time with them in a different kind of a way. Um, if you meet somebody at work, you're seeing them at work. You know, you're seeing how they act, you're seeing already how they treat people. You're not starting from ground zero. So I think with an app, maybe that, uh, that's the challenge or the difficulty that you really are starting at ground zero and you're putting forward perhaps what might not be your genuine self.
0: Thank you, Ms. Gillespie and Ellie for sharing your insight on dating. And how young people are affected by the digital aspect of it all. It is clear that between swiping right on your dream date and becoming Instagram official with the love of your life, dating has become much more complicated and involved for young people today. This may just be one aspect of life that older generations will never fully understand because it was not their experience, but if this has taught me anything, it is that there's still hope for some pretty epic stories we can tell our grandchildren about how we met our partner. Young people may come out of the dating experience knowing how much more important it is to know someone for their character and not just a profile picture or a bible verse from their Instagram bio. Thank you all for listening and don't forget to use my code Netflix for 15% off your grades this semester.